Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Gresh and Fourier. I certainly would not rule out a return sometime during 2023, uh, but it's also not something at this stage that we want to bank on. Um, you know, it'll take how long it takes. We want to make sure he's 100%. Um, but, you know, certainly with this being uh, the internal brace procedure and not a not a Tommy John, uh, it does leave the door open for a return this season. Yeah, that's, that's a bad one, right? Andy Gresh. Mac Jones wasn't happy. He was telling people he wasn't happy. He was calling people about, hey, can you help us with ideas and do stuff like that? From my understanding, Belichick found out all these things. He found out that Mac was talking to people and all this. And I think that's where it did get personal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Christian Fourier. Now they've got some real trouble because they don't know who their shortstop is. They don't know who their second baseman is. And Kike Hernandez, who they were counting on being their center fielder, maybe he's going to play shortstop. Oh, awesome. Gresh and Fourier right now. If you walked upstairs, yeah, all the music people would be like, sweet Jesus. Our room has it. The smell has made it upstairs. You oh, you Somebody just popped you. in who came from the front yes, door. Yes, No, I tell you what, they have it. they're having this meeting right down the hall. They probably want that smell no, like no. They're, having, they're having like big time sponsors coming in. This person no. came in and this, said, did Fourier eat a fish? Yes. I said, yes. Something smells funny. On W-E-E-I. Nothing fishy about the final hour. Gresham Fourier today. Mega and Arcan coming up at 2 o'clock. And well, we've got some stuff to get into. And I will admit that this is, it. it's a, it's a little <laughs> nerdy. But it isn't M- more nerdy than the last segment. No, we not as nerdy as the last segment that because was that was that was super nerd stuff on technique and things like yeah. that. This is more about NFL culture, right? Okay. So we heard, amongst other things, throughout the regular season, Mac Jones wasn't happy and was questioning why is Matt Patricia my offensive coordinator? Yep. We've heard that there were offensive linemen. There was a report recently that there was a <clears throat> unnamed Patriots offensive lineman who during the season was pretty open about why are we doing this scheme, why are we doing that scheme, was openly asking questions of why. And apparently Bill Belichick didn't love it. Remember the part of Mac Jones during the year where it was, oh, Zappy's in there and they're trying to humble him and da-da-da because he's asking questions, you. right? Right, the Iron Cheek, I humble you, break your back. <laughs> and then there was this from, admittedly, folks, <laughs> two idiots. I mean, I hate to be, I hate to be people to, in our business. I had to force Gresh to play this because neither one of us, no, like either one of these guys. No, uh, so but this, I like the way I like what they said. Yeah, Phil Sims and uh, Phil Sims, Chris Sims and Mike Florio had this exchange on their radio whatnot the other day. Mac Jones wasn't happy. He was telling people he wasn't happy. He was calling people about, hey, can you help us with ideas and do stuff like that? From my understanding, Belichick found out all these things. He found out that Mac was talking to people and all this. And I think that's where it did get personal. 
Uh, and, and that's where and, and Belichick made Mac Jones aware of it too, it, as you might imagine. I, exactly, which is no why doubt. it stopped. Right, and then I think with you know the Bailey Zappy thing, I think you're right there. I think that was a little bit of a dig. Mm. All right, so regardless of the people disseminating the message, the message was disseminated that apparently Mac was talking to other people, looking for other help. Maybe it's the how the hell do I manage this? I'm in trouble. I'm sinking. I'm drowning. Somebody throw me a lifeline. I'm not allowed to talk. I'm not allowed to ask why. They they yell at me every time I give my own opinion. Hey, why? Why? Somebody help me. Right. Right. So, So he goes out. He goes out and he and he, and he um he's not getting the answers or maybe he just needs someone to help him with managing his own emotions and the situation. He's still young. He had the best set of circumstances last year. Now it's everything's all turned upside down. So he he reaches out to maybe some other coaches, maybe some other veteran players that he respects and that he trusts. More importantly, <laughs> more tried, importantly, tried to trust. Okay, because let me get to the ending because he trusts them. He, he confides in them. Don't tell anybody. I, I can I can I trust you with this information? Things aren't going well. How should I handle it? What should I do? Do you have any ideas? How should I like you know uh, you know suggest this player, that player, this philosophy? So whoever he talks to, they give it to him. They tell him, and the person that he trusts. So sure as hell, Bill Belichick finds out about it. So Bill finds out. So who told Bill? One of the people that he confided in. What what is this? This is the, this is this is the worst part about this whole thing, is that if Bill it's true, if it's true, Bill didn't like it. Bill felt disrespected. He he felt undermined that Mac Jones would go outside the family, would go outside the the the, the Foxborough walls and ask for some sort of help and understanding because nothing that he is doing is making sense. Right. I was taught one way, I was encouraged one way, and now nothing makes sense to me. Somebody help me. I can't go to my coach because he'll yell at me. Right. He'll yell at me or mock me or shame me. It wasn't done like this in the past. What should I do? I think it's. I think that's amazing to me that whoever he com- confided in allegedly, supposedly, squealed on him. Hey man, you, you got to get your you got to get your guy in line. Right. He's calling us for help. You listen. You better do something about this. So what does Bill do? Supposedly, he tells him that he knows about it. That is cr- that is nuts, and for Bill to re- but for Bill to also react to it if it's in the building and then hold it against them, yeah. And if Mac looks at Matt Patricia and goes, "Dude, you're a country fried rube," and you, uh, be like, "Okay, Mac, you can't talk to him that way." Even though, by the way, he might have been a country fried rube and had terrible concepts that we saw during the year. But this help me with NFL culture. Sure. Okay, now listen, I have learned in a very short period of time that a little like me, younger Fourier was a bit more combustible when it came to hmm. saying things, let's say, right? Maybe you didn't think all the time before you said <laughs> something, right? No, no, no. I was pretty... Maybe when you were egging Tom Petty's house, you didn't no, stop no, and no, say, no, might no. this blow up on me? <laughs> but in all seriousness, how uh, does an NFL player go about objecting or trying to say to a position coach, why are we doing it this way without getting Steve Martined? Like you used the story yeah, yesterday. Just ninja dust and him just disappearing. Bingo. Wow, so I guess the first thing is, okay, so I couldn't bitch when I was on Holmgren's staff because my position coach was hit like his best buddy who was like a assistant special teams coach in Green Bay that he promoted 
and as tight ends coach when when Mike Holman came over to Seattle. Okay. So there was a really lot of trust and like I was like, man, we can't say anything. He's going to squeal on us. So we didn't say anything. But here, I had a really good relationship and like a, a sympathetic ear because my position coach when I was here the first couple of years was bitching about it also. Was bitching about things. So we would just have a bitch fest. We just start complaining about stuff and we knew it was even when he, even when he told me and and demoted me and said like this guy, you know, Dan Graham is going to start over you, and I was like pissed and I was angry, but I knew that he was just as angry, so I was like, whatever, what are you going to do about it? And that was it. So I could confide in him, and I knew he wasn't going to go tell Bill about it and get me in more trouble because what it looks like to me is that there's this awkward, weird, like you know, unsaid relationship now from Bill, like. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. So Mac knows that Bill knows that he was looking outside the family for information. Bill knows that Mac knows that he was that he knows, right? Right. right. So well, how do we talk about this? I feel like there's there's this unneeded tension now. Like, and then you go to the post game press conference, the end of season press conference on Monday, and Bill doesn't doesn't like I don't know you know say hey you're a quarterback. He like. Passive aggressively, almost like bat- backhandedly, kind of insults him in a way. Well, you know, he can play in the league. He can play in the league. He can right. play in the league. Really? Nah. That's, as, that's as good as you can give me. I can play in the league. Right. So I think that there is, is there more to this than we're making out to be? Is this just chasing our tail no. with this perceived tension and issues? Are they in real trouble? No, because, well, no, I think we have to raise the question because. If the head coach is hypersensitive to it, then it's a problem because then it's in him because then it's a him issue. And there was, again, the assumption when we went through a little bit of zappy mania for three or four weeks, what do we start to hear? Well, Mac is questioning Matt Patricia. Mac is doing this. You know, he went and got a second opinion. Half of the people who are saying that are like, my body, my choice. And it's like, oh, this NFL guy wants to go get a second opinion to make sure his, you know, Kofligam isn't broken or whatever. And then it's like, by God, why doesn't he just listen to Bill Belichick, who's the smartest man in the world and a doctor as well? Yeah, if the head coach is going to be, insert word here about it, then yeah, it's a problem. Because it would be natural for Mac Jones to maybe call... Let's say Steve Sarkeesian. That was the name that was bandied okay. about it, right? So Sark was there. Brian Dable. Okay. What? Whomever the coaches were. At Alabama. Who might yeah. have said, hey, I'm a pro now. Okay? And even if they never dealt with Belichick, maybe Matt calls him and says, hey, Sark, how do I reconcile this in my mind? I can't go to this idiot that Bill, who's supposedly a genius, put in here to manage me. How do I deal with this? And it could be as innocent as that. It also could be, oh, dear Lord, I got to get out of here, Sark. Back channel it. Whomever, right? Whomever he talked to. It might have been as innocent as, help me manage this. And instead it turned into, oh, my God, this guy's Benedict Arnold. I know, but to me it's so weird. Like in any other circumstance, you wouldn't have an issue with another quarterback reaching out for advice unless you're so... Unless Bill is just like, because why would Bill get so mad? Fear-based coaching. But does it make Bill look stupid? Does it make, is so is Bill so worried about looking stupid with his situation that he's almost embarrassed since he's, because his quarterback is going outside where he's supposedly the best to ever do it, that we he would only put together an unbelievable staff 
that his quarterback would go out and look for knowledge somewhere else. I got the knowledge. Why aren't you? No, because you're giving me the, the, the wrong message. And then you, I get scared every time I ask you a question. I feel like ah, I can't get anywhere. Fear-based coaching. Hey, well, he's right. You're too scared well, to ask a question. If this is true, this is, this is such a massive problem where I can easily see that because Bill is such a trust guy. He wants trust from his employees. He wants trust from his players. And if he knows that you're going outside, I mean, you listen, I had issues. I had issues with my training staff on a couple teams that I was on because I didn't feel like they were giving me the right rehab. I thought they were screwing up my rehab and my treatment. So I would, I would do what I was supposed to do so I wouldn't get fined, and I would leave work and go to another place and get treatment there. And I just wouldn't say anything. I didn't even tell them until they found out about it. Right, and then there was this weird, un, un, you know, just Unspoke real uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like God, I can't believe, like, like, so my self worth is questioned. Like for Bill, like I, I, I can't imagine him. He, he must be so just distraught with, wow, I can't believe I pushed this guy away. I would, and I feel like there's where this, the, this, the self evaluation needs to come from. Bill, wow, it was so bad that this guy felt like one, he couldn't talk to me. Two, he couldn't talk to his position coach. And three, he had to seek advice somewhere else. That is such a problem. If this is true, it is like it's almost unfixable unless you bring in a completely new voice and new leader on the offensive side of the ball. Not going to be fixed. And that is where we stop down, and we'll pick it up next with you at 617-779-7937. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. This is actually the a good op- tune. The op show is, oh, I hate this song. I say, it reminds me of Fourier. I don't it know why. Wait, does. hold on. This song reminds you of me. I don't know why. I'm walking on sunshine. I don't know why. you walk if on you, sunshine. If, if you were to grab one song. You walked on sunshine best, seven times. That was best <laughs> represent. That would best represent me. This is the song you would play? No, I could pull it up, though, if you want me to pull it up. Pull up the song right, that you think it, would it. best represent me. Like, if I die. Can we play Dennis Leary? No. <laughs> and let's say I die, Turpin, and you say, listen, Turpin's in charge of picking my funeral song, like my death march song, when my casket is being pushed down the aisle of the church. Like, this is the song that you're going to leave everybody with, Turpin? <laughs> For- oh, so you're an a-hole. <laughs> I'm going to pop. Don't you want to, like, like, pop and lock when you hear this song, though? This you want to? This song makes you want to dance. I don't know. I don't know what to do. You don't dance, so how the hell would you know? True. There's nothing. I was always watching the people for. that were ready to get into a fight because they were dancing and <laughs> oh, stuff like man. that. That's uh, terrible. Oh, choice that's pretty good. Thing. Well, again, you know, you 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 tried to position yourself early on as the dancing machine here. So I got one move. <laughs> really? I got one move. That's What's all that? I, do. I can do the same move every. What single is time. your right. What is your one move? What is my one move? <laughs> I don't it's know. Called the Papa Smurf. Right. Yeah. Listen, if I were to pick a song that would describe <laughs> you, 
<laughs> you, you said the whole picking the song and all that yeah. stuff. First of all, I don't know anybody that casket gets wheeled down the aisle of the church. That's pretty what funny. You, what, yeah, Normally you're, kid, you're no. lying in state in front, and they come you up stayed, and look and cry. Okay, they the procession starts with the casket. Maybe it's already up there. The family goes down. Yeah. But when the, when the ceremony is over... You don't carry oh. the, the casket until you get outside the church, and then you put it in, into the Oh, I into got it. So you, you wheel it down. So as they're wheeling you down yeah. the aisle, so to say, this is what I would hit. Oh, this. Yep. Hey, oh, Benny Hill. Uh, maybe when I enter, not when I leave. <laughs> maybe when I enter. When I enter, you out. Crash, if you're on the board, if you're on my death board, because I feel like everyone should have their I'm on funeral. a lot of people's you death should boards. Have, you should, no, no, the death board. <laughs> the death list? No, 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 not who I want to kill. Who oh. I, no, not that. The death board is like, okay, when, uh, I'm going to um, already have my funeral you know, ideas and what I want yeah, done. Yeah, you put ahead it in your time. will. Here are the songs. Here are the people I want to speak. Here's what I want the after party. Here's what I want served. Like, I'm taking care of everything. Like, everything from, like, who is, gets to attend, uh, what songs are sung, who gets to kind of give my eulogy, and then what song I'm exiting. Do you have the UFC octagon picked out for all seven of your kids to fight <laughs> over your house and stuff? <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. The steel cage match? Yeah. No, no, no. For all that? Yeah. I, I But see, by that, I, my goal is I'm going to spend it all before I can give it to anybody. Now, there you go. Yeah. That's a great call. Yeah. That is really a great call. <laughs> Just take it all with me. Uh, so we got into this. I don't even know if I want to call it a report from Chris Sims and uh, Mike Florio talking about Mac, and apparently he was asking people questions, and Bill got upset, and there's been a whole narrative around the questioning what Bill Belichick is doing, putting Matt Patricia in his offensive coordinator, uh, and again, who's the problem? I, 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 Unfortunately, I think for some people, it'll be... Well, Mac Jones should just be subservient, shut up, and get on bended knee and thank Bill Belichick for the opportunity. Then there are people who would be like, put themselves in Mac's shoes. Uh, this is my career. If Mac Jones has four good years, he can get a contract of $150 million, and he's got this guy, Matt Patricia, being the one to run it. Now, let me blow your mind on All something. All right, let's go. Do it. You know the East-West Shrine game. What, did yes, you play in the Hula Bowl? You no, played no, the no, Shrine or were you a Hula Bowl guy? I did the East-West Shrine game, which was in San Francisco at the time. But uh, I hurt my back, but I didn't play. But I was I practiced all week. Just, I just didn't play in the game at the end. Okay. So um, who? what coaching staff from what team oh, man, did you I have? I don't even remember. You don't? I have no – I couldn't tell you. I have no clue. All right. Well, the New England Patriots coaching staff is going to work the East-West Shrine Bowl, according to Adam Schefter. That game's on February 2nd. Ooh. Now, I think four of the draft picks of the 22 class played in the East-West Shrine really? game. Fair enough. Fine. Interesting. But this coaching staff is going to be the one that's going to go down there. So some kid, some young impressionable, upstart, impressionable, yep. man, I just need an opportunity. Oh. <gasps> Bill Belichick is going to be my head coach. My God, I get to show the best coach in the game what I'm all about. Oh, Matt Patricia's running the offense. What? A, wait, how's what, everybody doing today? What am I supposed to learn from him? Like, and maybe they're maybe they have no idea. I don't know. No, see, but I, is it a big deal that they're coaching in this game? Well, I didn't know. I thought it was. Um, I wasn't. I know how they do. Um. 
like the Pro Bowl used to be the loser, right, of the AFC Championship game or something like that. Yep, Championship Pro- game losers. And, and, the senior, and maybe I forget how they picked the Senior Bowl coaches also because there's a whole rhyme and reason to that also. I think Jim Nagy is in control <laughs> of that and talks to a lot of those guys. It's been different teams over the years. I think okay. the Jaguars were there recently or something. But, okay, so my thing, the, the, the best part about this for Matt Patricia is that these young you know, 21-year-old guys, these young quarterbacks, these young offensive linemen, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know that Matt doesn't know what he's talking about. They don't. They just say, holy cow, this guy's a pro coach, Bill Belichick. I doubt they were paying attention to all the, the news and narratives that were spread and, you know, you know played out uh, around the country mm-hmm. regarding Mac Jones and this offense. So this is the best-case scenario for Matt. They don't know any better. Mac knows better. Mac was with one of the best offensive coordinators. He was taught under. He came into the system under the best set of circumstances. Now Matt there Patricia go. is going to go talk to. Wait, see what are the quarterbacks right now? Was it uh, the guy from Alabama? The dude from Tech TCU? I forget who they are. Those are the guys that are going to be listening to Matt Patricia. He's going to be the one in their ear. What do they know? They run some stupid offense that has one read, and it's all played out on some stupid card that's on the sideline. I'm going to guess C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Will yes, Levis are probably not playing in a Shrine game. That's now, my they'll guess. Probably, they'll probably do the Senior Bowl if they're even seniors. I don't really know because the Senior Bowl technically is only for seniors. But if you're going to be a top-five pick, why would you do that? Just go through the paces and don't yeah. play those things. Yeah. They, to me, this would be more for the guys that are – Third, fourth, fifth, sixth round guys. Smaller schools. Maybe too. an FCS in there. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Or the Division II kid that is, you know, oh my God, he's a great returner. Let's but he plays wide receiver. Well, let's bring him in. And, and to be honest, and the, you know, the D three O lineman that looks like, wait, you shouldn't be playing Division Three. Come play with us. There used to be, I think, up to four postseason college all star games. There used to be one in Japan, one in Hawaii. The East-West Shrine game, which was in um, San Francisco at the time, and the Senior Bowl that nobody wanted to play in. The reason nobody wanted to play in the Senior Bowl because they treated it like a real practice. So most of the top guys, to your point, didn't want to play in the Senior Bowl. But that has changed now. Like Even if you are a top pick, and let's say you have some competition at quarterback, you want to prove them. You want to you know prove to the coaches who can actually you know literally teach you and coach you. That you're better than they thought you were. All right, let me give you an example. Like Anthony Richardson of Florida is a guy that people like, but they don't love. Whereas Young, Stroud, and Will Levis, those guys, they're destined to be top 10 picks. But if you're Richardson, it might be a little bit of a sliding scale. If you're the fourth guy that might go in the first round, I can see it. But uh, And by the way, Zach Cox had a tweet about this saying that the Patriots are going to be there, and he added, the process for picking those teams goes by draft order. Teams that will have new head coaches or coordinators aren't considered. New coordinators aren't considered. Oh, geez, maybe that's the thing. this me. mean, well, not yet. again, does this mean that Matt Patricia. No, it does not. It's going to be the they guy. Just, they just haven't made the, the decision yet. Man, the, I tell you what, if that is the sign. Plus, oh the my Shrine Lord. game is not going to say no to Bill Belichick. No, not even close. I mean, they want him there. It. No. Let's get back to what we were touching on earlier, which was the whole culture in the NFL. Had you ever heard of a player potentially being damaged punitively because they were talking to other people in the league? No. That that never it, it doesn't happens, it happens all the time. Bill, Bill Bill does it right with other players. 
This is why this is so insane. I'm with you. I don't understand. It, it must be such a sensitive topic, right? It must be. He must be so uptight about this and the narrative, right, or the optics involved around him. Hell, we saw it at his press conference, right? Listen, oh, we're 27th in the league when it comes to cash spending. I want to make sure everybody knows that. I, right. know, I know nobody asked me that specific question, but it's just in my back pocket. I want to set the record straight. So, no, to me, it's it's almost as if Mac Jones is, like, insubordinate, right? When it comes to That's the way rules. they're treating yeah, him. Yeah, like, how dare you? How, what, what's wrong with us? Well, you don't trust us? You don't like our coaching? No, I don't. I think you're stupid. Like, I'm sorry. Let's just get it all out right now. Have I don't you think you know ever, what you're talking have about. Have you ever said that to a pro coach? Like, what uh, is... No, no, what no, is, no. Okay, no, so but, you aren't that brazen. No, I don't think he I mean, is either. I, don't think, I, really, I really think it's rare for someone to do that. I've had players physically confront other coaches and yell and scream. Hell, like, I had to... Dan Graham and Ben Watson both wanted to murder Charlie Weiss. I mean, uh, uh, David what? Patton... Dion Branch. They wanted that bread that was underneath the bacon they for their sandwich. The way, because the, I feel like if you if you talk to a professional football player who's grown, who's got kids, who's an adult, and is maybe dealing with the same set of circumstances that you are, and you're going to try and mock them and embarrass them and be disrespectful for, to them by the way you're teaching them, most guys have an issue with that. Oh, you're not going to talk to me like that. Like that old thing, which I totally and agree with. Don't treat me like a kid. You are not above me. You are here to teach me. You're not here to, you know, demean me. Like, I have a major problem with that. Just tell me what to do, dude. Like, I mean, we're in this together. Don't don't take it personally. I'm sorry. I'm not, I can't run a 4-4. Okay. It's not your job. Your job is to coach me, not be a jerk. But the, but I have never actually, I've questioned coaches before, of course, uh, which is any veteran player would do. The worst thing, you know, I always thought the worst position for um, a new coach is uh, in any position is coming into a position group where there's a lot of experience and success with that experience. Because what, what are you doing? What are you going to teach me? You're going to teach me something else. That's not the way it works. You want me to try it? Fine. It doesn't work. Tell me why you want me to switch my technique and the way I approach the game. Prove to me that your way is better than mine. Why can't you just add to my game? Like, why this is it is a partnership, whether people want to admit it or not. It's not a dictatorship. So, coaches who come in with a hard stance and just demand respect without earning it is a problem. And that's kind of how I feel about this Matt Patricia Matt, deal. Now you're we got de- there. You're demanding there respect mm-hmm. and admiration, and you haven't earned it yet. You haven't, I don't trust, dude. Like, okay, fine. I don't want to be a jerk. It's my second year, but holy cow. This is this is fascinating, and again, I think this report is sketch. If it's even a report, it was more of a comment than anything else. You know, you know what else? Real quick, before you do this, yeah, I, could be. The other thing that bugs me with these reports is when someone starts their report with with like a uh, uh, like it's possible. I could see them possibly doing this. Then it's an opinion. Yeah, it's just right. people treat it as fact or or source. Hello, chef. It's possible that. Okay, it's just your opinion. That's not that's not rooted in any inside information that somebody's telling you. You're just, you know, you're just off the top of your head. Well, I could see I could see you I could see you eating uh, d- uh you know, chicken for dinner tonight. I could see possibly I think Gresh could have a ham sandwich for dinner. Possibly. I could see that I could see that happening. Mm. <laughs> I'd bet against it and go the other way. Uh let's go to Chris and uh, Lynn on Belichick and Mac Jones regression Fourier. Hello, Chris. Hey, how you doing? What's up? 
Hey, uh, long time listener, WEI. How you doing, Christian? Yeah, How you doing, up, Greg? What's up, Chris? Hey, so I got a question. As far as quarterbacks, right now, Mac Jones is making a huge mistake. I, I, I want you guys to name a quarterback, not Stidham, because Stidham was the backup, and a quarterback that Bill Belichick said, you know what, this, this guy can play. And went, you know, in the future and, and made their money. Like, this guy, he's hurting his brand by going against Bill Belichick. Because at the end of the day, when Bill says, hey, listen, this QB can play. But, Chris, hold on, Chris. Let me stop for a second. Yep. How is he going against Bill? How is he – this is being this exaggerated. How is he going against Bill? Did Bill say, hey – all right, before the season starts, no one is allowed to ask advice from anybody else in the league, right? There was like this it's mandate. Not, it's not even that. Well, what is it's it not then? not even that. But it, it, it's, it's the way he's, he comes about himself. He goes out and he, you know, disrespects coaches and things like that. Like, it's, it's almost all about Mac right now. And at the end of the day, to be honest, Bill has won six Super Bowls or however many Super Bowls in New England he has. So what has Mac done? He hasn't done anything. Well, he did so lead he, he did lead a team to the playoffs as a rookie number one. He beat out a guy who was an MVP that Bill Belichick was slobbering all over number two. Go back and look at all the rookies that played well enough to be able to go to the playoffs. And then he then changed the teacher, let's say. And I would also say this as well. I don't care if you work in, I don't care what your job is. You could sell cars, you could sell widgets, you can dig ditches, whatever. At some point, you ask a question of a subordinate, hey, why are we, or I mean of a boss, why are we doing it this way? Or, hey, can you explain to me why we maybe, we did this one this way, why are we doing this one this way? That's not being disrespectful to where the boss would be like, shut up or you're fired. It's not Vince. Everyone is not Vince McMahon. Like, that's the that's the thing that I don't get of all of this is it feels like this is the truest version of a mountain from a molehill. And that the real issue is how many different ways can I deflect that I put Matt Patricia in calling plays and he sucks at it. That's really what this comes down to. This feels like more of the... Everyone else is the problem. Bill isn't the problem. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's a bug because I, I I go back to the whole quote earlier from Sims, who says and and Matt and a Bill found out about it and wasn't happy. What does that mean? Bill found out about it, so somebody went to Bill and said, "Listen, you got to keep your you got to get control of your guy. Like your guy is out there looking for advice from from other people. Oh, He's calling other coaches. Right? Does it matter? No, it, it, why the hell would it matter? And, and Mac is not happy about it. If I'm Bill, I'm sitting there going, I gotta look at myself. What would I? What am I doing that is so wrong that is forcing my first round draft pick to like not trust me to uh, and feel comfortable enough to come and talk to me about the issues we meet every week? I talk to him all the time. Now the difference is, if Mac went to Mister Kraft the way Brady did at times, all right. Now I can understand that Tom Brady earned the right. To be able to walk into RKK's office. That would be a a boss move. Exactly. I am leapfrogging. I'm going straight to the owner. Right. Then I'd be really angry. That That, that is cause for concern more than this. I I totally agree. Uh, Andy in the car, aggression for you. Hello, Andy. Yeah, hey, guys. I think you're you're both spot on. Uh, I'm one of the put put yourself in Max shoes. So if, if you look at the body language, beginning of the season, before the the late season F-bombs and all that stuff. 
look at the interaction when Mac would go to the bench between series, right? Compare that to, to the interaction with, with McDaniels. Last year, you know, Mac was sitting down, looked like he was in school. He was paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. From the beginning of the season, yeah, he goes to the bench, Patricia comes over, and, and it's clear that Mac's like, what are you talking about? This is gibberish. Right? So, you know, if, if Mac wasn't getting the help he needed and he was asking for help, and, you know, whether it was you know, Patricia who couldn't help him or Belichick who said, hey, man, shut up and talk to Patricia, at, at some point, you know, this kid is, what, 24 years old? Right. What, what else is he going to do? He's going to reach out to somebody who he, he thinks he trusts. Heck, maybe it was like Neji, who like maybe didn't intend to rat him out to Belichick. Belichick was chatting him with him about whatever. But you know, he's a 24-year-old kid. What else is he going to do to you know, talk to somebody else he trusts and say, how do I handle this? Exactly right, Andy. I think that makes total sense. It really does. And that's why I think there's a little bit of salaciousness to this whole comment that was made. But it can't be that far off, given what we saw during the season. And, uh, you know, we'll be able to pick this up tomorrow because Are You Done brings it home next. W-E-E-I. I want you to call W-E-E-I radio and scream. New England Sports Original. This is Crash and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. Are you done? Time for Are You Done? It is sponsored by Unified Office. If you run a business, you know the rough impact the labor shortage can have on your customer's phone experience. Unified Office specializes in keeping businesses from losing incoming customer calls and revenue. Learn more at unifiedoffice.com. Billy Lanny, are you done? I'm not done. Just a quick little thing here. So the world of WWE is being turned upside down. Oh, this is, I see Foyer is not a wrestling guy, but this no, no, is, no, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling this, guy. No, this is one of arguably the biggest business stories of 2023. Okay, what is it, Billy? This is more intriguing than Elon Musk and Twitter, I think. Ooh, or all the money that he's losing. So the old man, Vince McMahon, had to step away for a little while to deal with some uh, sexual misconduct <laughs> issues. Got voted back in as CEO the what other day. What a surprise. Day. Got voted back in as CEO the other day. His daughter immediately resigned from her co-CEO position. Wait. What? So, hold on. Let me, let's, Isn't she married to... Is she's married to Triple H, yeah. but here's the thing. So, when Vince was kind of pushed out the door, they had to figure out who were going to be the co-CEOs. There was a guy named Nick Khan who had come in from the television and, like, agent world. And then Stephanie McMahon ascended to the spot that her dad had. So they were kind of co-CEOs because they were doing different things within so the she company. she was basically running it the while he was gone. Her husband, yeah. Triple H, came in to take over creative again. However, Vince McMahon's one of the smartest people on the planet. Now, I don't know how many people know about voting A stock, B stock, all this kind of stuff, but basically, Vince McMahon went public, issued shares... But the majority of them were not voting shares. So when it comes to something being done to WWE, Vince McMahon has 81% of the controlling interest. So the rumblings now is that Vince went to his friends in Saudi Arabia and that they're going to give him as much as $8 billion 
For what? For oh, for them to, oh, to, to buy take WWE oh, private. Okay. Vince then would own it and run it with the Saudis or whatever. Vince then's booting people off the board. His his daughter walked. His son Shane had already left a while ago. This is fascinating. It really is. Basically, Vince McMahon. It's like succession in real he life. Made, he made a bunch of money, and now he's coming back to control his company, and he found somebody to buy it so he can get it off the stock market. Then nobody cares if he ain't paying off or what, who he's paying off, and bingo, bango, WWE is WWE. Wow. Yeah, so there was a report earlier that he did sell it to that Saudi Arabian PIF. There was. It, uh, they, they debunked those rumors, so it's still on the market. Technically. Vince McMahon has a buyer, and he's going to control it all. It is... Fascinating. Are you done? Are are you done? I'm done. Are you done? Justin, are you done? I'm not done. So, you know, speaking of business and investments, a lot of athletes will tend to invest in something after their career or during. And in the case of 20 athletes here, Joe including Joe Burrow, Blake Griffin, Kemba Walker, Chris Middleton, Zach Ertz, and Sam Hubbard, they are investing in farming. The group bought a $5 million farm. And they're going to lease out the land to farmers and seek a single-digit percentage in annual return on the total investment. So they're going to actually purchase four more additional farms within the next few years. I just thought that was an interesting investment. Can I tell you something? You're part of the reason why. And listen, this is the 4-H Pennsylvania kid in me. John Deere has just rolled out a tractor that you don't have to have someone driving it. So you can fertilize crops. And it's oh, now robots are robot. taking over. It really is. John Deere has come up with a tractor that could really, or or like a way to be able to handle crops that could completely revolutionize farming and make it that much more inexpensive for people to actually consider it long term. So wait, so so they so obviously there. You said a single digit return. What yes, is, is this like a more of a charitable aspect that they're doing? Is it like? They're calling it an investment. Good food for good people. It's like one of those things where, like, Newman's own were all the profits. If five people each got 2% return on whatever investment, that's that's not completely terrible. And if it is I sustainable. Don't, I don't know if, like, this farming business is something that I would feel comfortable going into. Better be loaded really? up with chickens. Yeah. Better buy some chickens. Yes. Chicken. We, need, we chickens. need eggs, people. We need yes. eggs. That's true, Billy. You're right. The one they have now is specifically corn and soy focused, but they're looking at getting a watermelon farm in Oregon. Dude, there so. is. Hey, one of the guys. Guys that made the final four, Ross Chastain in, in NASCAR. He's a watermelon farmer from uh, from Florida, and his the money from the watermelon farming funded his initial run in NASCAR. So you get four of those, and you actually might have a nice return uh, home. Last, last one before you play the next drop is uh, I, I when you when you brought this up, I actually thought it was going to be like. You know, hey, all these guys are buying a marijuana field in uh, Mexico. You know, nope. like something like that, like CBD and like all that stuff. That that's to me where the professional athletes spend their money. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? I am done. And so am I. I'm actually you passing it on. You're done. Are you done? Are they, you done? It's a surprise, I know. I am not done. A happy day late belated birthday to George Foreman. 74 years young is George Foreman. He won his second heavyweight title at 45 years uh, old. He was the oldest registered champ at 46 years and about uh, 169 days. He lost that championship second time around. However... Because George Foreman decided to come back in the late 80s, early 90s, it led to him getting the call for the George Foreman Grill, which he has apparently made $350 million off of. Now, to tie it back to wrestling, 
Do you know what famous pro wrestler swears he missed the call? Hulk Hogan. There you go. Hulk Hogan. Wow, I got that quick, man. That was like double jeopardy. Yeah, no, that's the one thing I remember. And I got the Macho Man yeah. shirt working today as well. Yeah, we yeah go, that's funny. Baby. So the George Foreman gave, first of all, I don't know anybody in my era that had lived, either lived in a dorm or had an apartment at their college or whatever that did not have a George Foreman grill. There you go. Look, look at all the grease that kind of goes into the catch grease catching thingy. Ah, there you go. He can make a chicken. It's basically electrocuted food. The grease yeah, catching. Yeah, that's it was great. Like a little... Little tunnel That's right exactly there. the way George Foreman said yeah. it. Look at the grease catching thingy here at the bottom of this. <laughs> I will tell you though, though, I, I know we got to go, but when it comes to like pitchmen, okay, if you're gonna like uh, make a list of the top pitchmen, uh, ex athlete that turned pitchmen, yep. Obviously, right now it's Shaquille O'Neal by a landslide, not even close. Tough to beat Foreman, okay. And then, well, but he only—I only feel like he had only one thing. Shaq does everything. Shaq does. You name it, he does it. Right. Like Foreman you had Meineke in the grill. Oh, he had Meineke, right? He did for oh, a bit. Well, and then Meineke. when the grill in '99, those people who owned that grill gave him a lump sum of 136 million to license his name for a while, and he was getting percentages before that. It's amazing. The guy hit it. It could have been big. the Hulk Hogan grill. That wouldn't have flown. Man. What you going to do, brother, when the grease runs away from your Whoa, food? It's going to go with a little trough. See this little thing right here? All the oil goes through, and you won't be fat anymore. There you go. You can look like me. <laughs> Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. Turpin Billy produced it. If something went wrong, blame them. Andrew Raycroft, Michael Irvin, tomorrow. Uh, Mego and Arcand are next. Foyer and I see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.